back, everybody. We're fine. I'm Scott Smith with Patrick Screen. About some NFL stuff today, some book study stuff today. We've had our first one with our books. Uh, yeah, we're going to some happenings around the country. Everyone's seen the news at this point. Well, you have if you're waiting until Monday to get your news from us, you're doing it wrong. But the <laughs> NFL to by this week, um, Titan lost. I have well, they're three and zero, so they have probably the best defense in football against a team who really can't throw the ball and relies on one running back. And we have probably one of the best run defenses in football. So I'm just, and then the Patriots yeah. <laughs> Patriots getting their game suspended as well. Postponed to call it Cam Newton tested positive. positive. So they're going to play. If everything goes to plan at the time you are hearing this, if you listen to us the day we come out, it will be Monday night. So you got two Monday night football games, I guess because of this. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, there are, if I remember correctly now, 18 people within the Titans. Organization. So what I've seen, nine players, nine coaches and or personnel that have tested positive. And that game is all together December now. And that rearranged the, the and Titans schedule. Pittsburgh now takes a bye week four and then turns around and has to play like 13 straight games after that, which, you know, in true mike tomlin form he's like well that's just the way it is like we we knew things were going to be different this year and we're just going to have to deal with it. there's no point in sitting around and complaining because nothing's going to change no. right so like it this this is what it is it's an unfortunate situation but we're going to take it and we're going to run with it and that also then affects the steelers ravens because leave now the ravens by week was supposed to be week eight they got moved week seven so that Pittsburgh and Baltimore would play now week eight. So it's not just affecting those two teams. It's affecting everybody kind of around this. And I think that, you know, it might have changed some D's schedule as well. Uh, but there are so many, only so many times that you can make these changes before you run out of options. Yeah. And then you're maybe adding a week or two before playoffs to try and get some of these games in. And I think that's that's a little dangerous. We got lucky with the, the Chiefs-Patriots game, where it just got delayed a certain day as they're trying to figure out, and they're just essentially waiting to see with this third, fourth round of testing if anybody you know pops positive because of like the incubation period and there's time where you might have the virus. don't know it yet because it's not going to be up to test. So it's a waiting game for them. But you know Scott brought this, and I didn't realize this, but they're flying out on two planes tomorrow where anybody who had direct contact with Cam is riding on and everybody else is riding on the other plane to separate as a kind of just in case well what if these guys do have it can you spreading it yeah i mean they're trying to get the game played but this is where uh, bringing it back to kind of our specialty with college athletics this is where we talk about the big 10 and even more so the pac 12s schedules not having much room for leeway where if they have to postpone a game like we've seen with all the other conferences so far um They've got some built-in bye weeks. They've got some because they started more or less on time. And they've got some some time there the first, second week of December that they can really replay these games where if you're starting later, like Big Ten, Pac-12, don't have as much time to do that. You're not talking about postponements. You're just talking about, all right, cancelization. And that's kind of what we're seeing, too, with the NFL. You've got a little bit of this stuff because it's happening early, but if this becomes a trend or it persists at all, if the Titans in two weeks, three weeks, have another case like this and a game has to be done, they don't have another bye week to move. Like Patrick said, you've got the end of the season there, but then it becomes, well, 
are you just saying, yeah, we'll build in weeks and the teams who didn't have to have any games postponed that make the playoffs, it's a reward because they're getting three weeks off while, while this playoff picture gets finalized because guys have games or whatever. I mean, that's not a good scenario. You're not, you don't want to have your team sitting out for three weeks. Yeah. You'll get rested up and all that, but it's not necessarily fair to the other teams who have to play a playoff game week one, whatever it may be. What happens if, if the game that was jets Patriots and the Patriots, if they win, they're in the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. Why, why are the jets with showing up for that game at all? Like it's not, that's not good for the integrity of the team. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to, you know, kind of visualize what this is going to look like. And up until now, you know, the NFL has done a good job of keeping everything under. Now, every now and then you'll see a guy test positive. The one thing you you are seeing, though, is they are kind of more role players or bench players. And this is kind of the the biggest, the biggest name we have Newton testing positive. And it, I mean, that changes the dynamic of that team. You know, they've. They have uh, another quarterback who, before they brought Cam Newton in, was the expected starter. But how much time has this guy gotten aside from this week with the ones? You know, how much time has he gotten to learn the system? Now, you can say, you can argue that, well, that happens anytime there's an injury, too. You have a guy, and Pittsburgh was very aware with that last year where they had like 37 quarterbacks come through and undrafted guys occasionally winning a game here. So, you know, it's it's hard to to say, well, because there's a, you know, because your star quarterback got sick, then you guys shouldn't be able to, and you shouldn't have to play, you should postpone. You know, as long as it's not a, a kind of an outbreak like it is with the Titans, there are way too many guys with coaches and personnel, and, and you know, 18 people is a lot of people whenever it's a 53-man roster and so many, only so many coaches on the sidelines. So I can understand that, you know, justifiable. How do you stop the spread? I mean, they, they've been at home and more guys are, I think it was just a couple of days ago or yesterday that a couple more guys tested positive. So, you know, they got it at some point over the last three or four days and finally got into their system enough to where they actually tested because it does take a few days. There's that incubation period. I just don't know what happens to test. Positive. They can't, you know, stop that. That's, that's what's worrying about all of it. Um, even the college stuff, we've, I mean, it's it's multiplied by 10. Because we talked about, well, what about the playoff? What if you've got team to play a full schedule? How's it going to look? Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's times 10 with the NFL because if it starts happening, you know, you could have an NFL team, 16-game season, they could be 6-4 and four and be in the playoff picture. I mean, it, if it gets that bad, who knows? And we're dealing with it from the college standpoint. It's already going to affect the draft. You've got some, especially schools playing spring seasons, and that's already going to affect the draft. Well, the NFL season gets postponed at all into the spring. The entire league schedules, and that's where we're not there yet. We're nowhere near that. I'm sure it's a contingency plan that they've thought of, but we're talking about do you move the playoffs into February instead of finishing in February? Are they going to have to move this stuff back? Because I would think for the integrity of the league, they're going to have to finish a full 16-game schedule with every team. But who knows, man? Uh, it's This is chaos, and this is what struggles come from not have, having as many personnel as a team they'll have. Yeah, there are a lot of contributing factors, and there are some are going back and forth from home, and you don't know if they're being exposed to whether at home and bringing it into these these buildings and causing this you know spread. But the one thing that I did see, and it's going to be an interesting an interesting study and see kind of where they come out with this, but the NFL and the NFLPA are basically whether or not the Titans either broke the COVID protocols that were in place before the start of this, or if the protocols aren't working, if 
hey, you know, these are the things that we had laid out. We followed all your guidelines. That's sick. And if that's the case, then, you know, they will adjust the, they're breaking the, then do you just give them a loss? It does it, I mean, should they take a loss against Pitt? That's an automatic win for the Steelers. And you, you move on from that because, hey, you guys broke protocol. Now you're causing problems with us having to schedule. Do we, you know, on the back end of that, maybe heading into next week, do we say, hey, Pittsburgh takes the win and you guys have to take the loss and it's going to be? I mean, it'd be good for Pittsburgh because Lord knows they can a free win like that. But the um, yeah, being thrown out is tough. What are your teams? What are your teams? What are your teams? Um, the, the Pittsburgh seat, the Falcons going to let it all fall apart in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, the tough part about all that is I would think the contracts that come into play, right? You could say, uh, yeah, well, you guys are going to take the loss. You're not going to play those games, whatever. Oh, you still have people tested positive. That's another loss, like whatever the case may be. And then you've gonna, you're going to have Titans players who never test positive, who did the right thing, who are going to say, look, I've got things built into my contract. Like these are game checks I'm missing out on. I've got things built into my contract that are incentive-based. How am I supposed to get a thousand yards? My bonus. We're playing twelve games. This is unacceptable. Like, how am I going to be compensated? I didn't do anything wrong. It's going to get sticky. Um, I don't know, man. I'm happy we got um, playoff baseball going on, and it seems to be working over there. Because just like the beginning of the baseball season, things got hairy for a minute there. It looks like we're going to have have that happen in NFL as well. And and I hope we're able to finish it. Collegely good weekend, I'd say. With you know SEC going on, ACC going on, we got some good games happening. Big names playing each other. No offense to my alma mater or uh, Boyd Jake's school, but like this weekend, Georgia and Auburn, a little bit bigger deal than Georgia Southern and Campbell. So we've got some some big games happening and stuff now, and and that's a good sign. But yeah, I mean, with everything going on, you just never know. It's seems like it's a, a landmine out of nowhere. You could just be moving along in the season, and then bang positive test and the next day you've got one turns to five and the next day five is 20 i mean you're gonna go well yeah i mean a perfect is last week at played campbell and had like 20 guys out due to positive and coming into this week which was a bye week because they weren't playing they the way they scheduled in a midweek like wednesday game that was to be against louisiana lafayette next week so wednesday of when this episode and they had already they have already postponed that game because app is still dealing with guys popping positive they still well, have guys uh, and they had a kid pass away this week, so well, a, a student i mean it was a student it wasn't a student athlete as far from what no. i can tell but there was a 19 year old sophomore who uh you know had tested positive went home had you know done the whole quarantine had been given a clean enough bill turn to boone and continue classes and ended up you know having some other things happen where he had complications post-covid and unfortunately passed away you know i don't know much about that situation and i you know i feel terrible about it i mean it's a 19 year old kid and everything we had always been told was you know that's one of the least vulnerable groups mm-hmm. if you're if you're healthy and obviously these are still going to happen an incredibly unfortunate situation prayers go out to him and his, his you know his family and his friends i think and scott and i kind of talked about this i think part of of that postponement might have had something to do with that. Now it's it, it got a little bit more real on campus, and they're like, "Hey, we." Well, and I think it's the optics too. It's a good sign when that that New York Times article and that story was dropping that day about this kid passing. It's like we probably we've got a lot of tests, we've got a lot of positive team right now. The contact tracing gets even worse. Yeah, our game's a week out, but 
things are getting a little real here and there's more important things in our game. Maybe we should pull back some time off eating properly, our kids safe, and then we'll look to play into I think I think that was probably the Yeah, I mean that and you know, to say this as as a sports fan and to look at it from this this type of lens, it's it's probably the wrong way to look at it. But you also think, well, when you have twenty guys out against a, a team like Campbell, that's not necessarily as big of a deal as it is the top two teams in the conference going at it with each other. And you, if you're losing, if you're missing a, a large portion of your team or a large portion of position group, you're not going to go in with your you're not going in with your you know the best ability to compete. So that might have played like the most minute part of into it but i really feel like with everything going on on campus there it was 100% to make and you know i i don't judge them at all i'm i'm not upset about it at all i just yeah i just, i legitimately feel bad that, that that's happened there and uh just the optics that look good because it it makes app look bad uh on campus wise in general that they are still uh, doing some in-person classes, and it's probably the largest in terms of just student body, the largest campus in the university system at, at, at North Carolina, like the state system. So really? it's one of it's one of the it's dude. It's I mean, there's like fifteen, sixteen thousand people. There's a lot of people at, yeah. at on that campus. So you know, I just it doesn't it doesn't look good for App right now to just kind of stop, get themselves back together and out and be able to move forward from this uh, athletically at least. But, you know, on campus, there's a whole nother beast to do. So, yeah, just the strangest year. It's not going to get any uh, any more normal sooner, I guess. But it's nice having games going on. Hopefully the NFL doesn't spiral out of control. Same with baseball. Looks like they're going to be into this, this bubble now, I guess. But hopefully that uh, doesn't change competitive integrity, I guess. Maybe it's maybe it's I mean, it should be fair, but. Hopefully it doesn't affect us. I, I like the idea for this year, put it this way. Um, but if the Braves do lose to the Marlins this round, I will blame it on the bubble um, and say that it wasn't the same dynamics from stadium that it used to. But we're not going to worry well, about it. Well, it took you guys, what, like 14 in it? And um, we're not a baseball podcast, but everyone's been saying that the Braves are going all their way to all the way to the World Series. And here they are, uh, got through the first round of the playoffs and haven't allowed a run. That uh, struggling pitching um, – doing okay right now but yeah weird uh weird times for sure but pat while we take a break we'll come back talk some book club stuff maybe tease something yeah Yeah. all right guys welcome back like scott had talked about we're gonna talk a little bit about the book but the first thing i do want to address that came across twitter and something that i was excited about because I called this uh, Charlotte changed the uh, color of the jerseys on their white uniforms. They were gold with green trim and they flipped that so that it's now a green color base called trim. And it just makes that jersey potentially better. Uh, it has nothing to do with them listening to me. It was because they got a hard time from people and probably the NCAA about the legality of the jersey and whether or not they should actually be allowed to wear it. Uh, but Scott, you you would definitely agree that those jerseys billion times the field is the green now matches the rest of the color of that uniform, and the green C on the helmets. It just it, it, the jersey pops a whole. I like it better. You lie. I can pull up the text. <laughs> no, it was better before. Um, yeah, they changed it. Oh, shout out pro jerseys up there in New York. They uh, the change for them. Those guys are really good. Um, nameplates, jerseys, tackle. T- Basically, whatever you need for your jersey from scratch. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, add 
add that to COVID year. I'm going to do that any year, but it's this year. But props to them for uh, getting it done and getting it done in a timely manner. So where I'm going to get um, this stuff. Oh, that's tough. And that's, you know, a, a, an extra expenditure that you don't really need. And you probably don't have this year, especially dealing with budget cuts and all of that good stuff. So just one more headache for for the Charlotte equipment staff. So props to you guys for getting that done and having to kind of sucks. But uh, I did, like I said, I did want to call that out just because uh, I said that it would look a whole lot better. And naturally, right, it does Pat look better. Never do Pat not once, not never. Uh, but Scott, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about week one of, of the book uh, study that we did, you know, getting everybody together. I think we had another 25 people in there with us uh, to, to go over the first couple of chapters of the book and had a pretty cool synopsis going over things. And a lot of people got into to share their stories, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't want to cover too much of the specifics of the book because I really want people who are hearing this to go through and read it and experience it for themselves uh, the first time. Because that's one thing that I've noticed from this is I'm having a lot of raw reactions to it. I'm not one, my wife is, is much more like this, but I'm not one to you know, highlight things as I read it. I'm not, I'm not one that like sees something really good that they want to be able to quote or reference later and puts a highlight on it. I'm highlighting. It's been really good, really informative. He, it seems like every page or every other hits you, it's like, wow, never thought of it that way kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we covered the first two chapters, this first meeting. It was really good. There was some personal stuff, uh, about Benjamin Watson covered in there, some backstory. So in the group, that's what we did. We kind of got a little personal and, you know, how do you relate to the stories he's told? And, and um, did you have a similar experience as a child or, you know, as an adult, how have you seen the things that he's talking about and, and uh, reacted or learned from it, experienced this already in your life, whatever. And there were some good personal stories shared that I don't know about your breakout session. Pat and I were in different breakout sessions, which probably probably is pretty good for us. It just kind of yeah. happens that way, but but we we all get a little experience. But the um, the breakout session I was in was pretty moving, really good. And um, shout out to Stick. He shared some stuff with us there at the beginning with the entire group was uh, was pretty moving for me. And, and it's never easy yourself out there and your personal life out there, but was kind enough to share his with us. And um, it was really good. I think there's some good fellowship going on in this group. And, and there's a lot that's being discussed that, that honestly, and it's being done in a place out of, there's no arguing going on. There's no real stances being taken um, per se. It's just more of, hey, I'm human. Let's connect if nothing else on that. Yeah. And you're just, you're, you're hearing, like you said, people sharing their truth and in a, in a, area of you know no judgment just wanting to to be able to share and maybe hearing somebody else's experience some of their life experience or just the different trials tribulations that they've gone through in their life it might give you a different because everybody all of us are different walk of life a different situation a different just you know a different time there's there's a lot of age difference but there's definitely i mean there are students in there and there are guys who have been in 20 30 years you know there's there's a good demographic equipment manager and, and even some sales guys. So that's cool to see uh, with with my break. One of the one we kind of touched on was something that might not even have occasions in terms of how it affected with any type of race issue. But it was, hey, you know, let's talk about how you deal with it. And if there's ever a time when you're at work and you get angry, do you lash out? Do you just take it and roll with it? Or just, you know, talking about a time where, you know, maybe the, the the crap rolls downhill and it usually does to equipment managers and sales guys. And 
how do you take that? How do you, what is, what has maybe reading this book and, you know, the one chapter that we just called like anger or angry and taking that and how do you apply stuff that maybe, like I said, maybe it doesn't have to deal with quality or anything like that, but how you respond to anger when it comes to just your day-to-day life is also going to impact how you quality. There's, there are definitely things and correlations that we make through our just daily lives that should impact how we have these. So that I thought that was where, you know, you can kind of talk about, well, yeah, you know, a lot of times in an equipment room, when, when you're angry, you're yelling at somebody, you're getting after. And is that always the right thing? And it kind of helps makes you take a step back and look at yourself and see how you make you a better person when it's talking to employees, coaches, players, or when it comes to dealing with the situations that we're in now. So where a lot of us are just angry, upset about how you know, people of color are being treated in this country. And is it worth just screaming and yelling at someone? Or what can we do to try and make So I thought that was that was a really unique uh, way to look at it and a unique perspective to, to address that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. It's positive. And what I really like, because I, I do have a problem with racial inequality. And I do think, you know, Black Lives Matter and everything like that from a standpoint. But with this book, the good thing about it is I think it appeals to people who may not wholeheartedly agree with the statements I just made. You may not think there's a problem in this country. You may think that it's overblown. But the point of this is to meet in the middle. And that's, that's kind of the message of this book. And uh, the big message that I've highlighted every single time he hits on it is it's not either or. It's not you know, Darren Wilson was you know, wrong for shooting Michael Brown or Michael Brown deserving a shot because police officer. It's it's both and. It's possible mm-hmm. both Michael Brown didn't deserve to be shot and he shouldn't have done what he did. You know what I mean? So there's it's finding that middle ground, learning to to compromise and see each other, you know, as as biology says, mm-hmm. um, God says we are and and as we should see each other. And that's been the real positive like yeah, no matter who you're just an out and out racist. <laughs> there's no way that you can really disagree with the message and not find something in here for you. So it's been really solid for me. I've enjoyed that part of it. Just the the camaraderie of this group has been great. And I really think that it's nice having a big diverse. We've got some in there. We've got some uh, people who aren't equipment managers, never been equipment managers in there, but they're in that world. And then we've got student managers. And I, I, I'm interested to talk. Uh, we've had some reach out, so I think we may at some point try to have spawn, maybe a student or something. But I'm interested to hear, you know, some of the other people um, in the group's perspective. Obviously, Pat and I are on together, but we talk a lot um, throughout the week and, and off air. So we kind of know where each other reading it to and get someone else's perspective. And I think that's what I've enjoyed the most, I'd say, about this group is hearing from people that I don't really know or may not know that well and getting their insights into Yeah, you're you're definitely catching very unique perspectives on things even people who have experienced in this world and that's one thing that scott and i can't claim that we have i mean plain and simple we we haven't experienced it we maybe have seen it from an outsider's perspective towards other people uh but at no point have have we walked in anybody else's shoes so it's it's a great perspective it's a great um way to have open dialogue about things with out things coming into it or you know, real anger it, it seems like everybody's coming in just wanting to talk share and try to just be better and learn yeah. something about you know the, the other people in the industry that you're working alongside because 
you know, we all know Sticks just, you know, an incredible person to be associated with and just the different things he's done for the equipment world uh, and how he's kind of like a shining light guys and, and a leader amongst these that, you know, that industry. Uh, but like you said, hearing, hearing his story and you said him, just him sharing something very personal with us, I thought was, was amazing. It really kind of opens your eyes and the type of person that he is, why he is and, and just how raw that, that moment, like you said, you, you, you get emotional with it. And, and I think that that's what's needed. And there needs to just, we got to see behind the veil, strip away everything and just, let it let the emotion come out and, and let everybody see what's really happening and what we're all through. So, uh, you know, I, I do thank him for for sharing that with us and kind of giving us a different it's, you know, what it's like growing up. So, yeah, know, I, uh, absolutely. And I think the good thing too to note, you know, he's sharing that we're learning so much about it's like our different backgrounds, not even just white to black or or you know, young, you know, young white guy, to young white guy, one who shared their experiences, um, young white guy that was vastly different from my own and kind of where they were into racism, like where they as a kid, like didn't know it existed kind of, kind of scenario. So it's, it's hearing that it's a great, but I can honestly say that no one said Biden, any, like those words have not come up in there because it's irrelevant to the conversation. And I'm exactly. glad it may come up at some point, but that's not, that's not what we're there for. It's not a political group. It's not to talk about policy and necessarily what needs to to be done by your local you know, congressman. But it's person to person, child of God to child of God. If if that's everything else, that's what do we need to do? How do we how do we treat each other better? Yeah, you got to start at the base level, and that is human to human. And as soon as there is that collective understanding of what's really kind of going on and and what the viewpoint is of somebody that you maybe never met or somebody's viewpoint of something that you've never experienced before. We don't really know until you, until you have that dialogue, that conversation. So having that, you gotta, you gotta start some, it's a good stepping stone for, uh, creating understanding and you know, that, like I said, the open dialogues. So I, I love the fact that we're doing this. I'm very excited about next week. Well, literally tomorrow for us trying to get the, uh, the next couple chapters read. I'm, I've read one of them. I got to finish it up tonight. Scott, I know you've already read set up today. So they're good. It makes me excited for tomorrow. I am excited for like you're too late to the party, or maybe this isn't necessarily something you want to do at this moment. Maybe you're too busy, whatever the case may be. Um, this is something that, that the guys are talking about continuing with more books. Um, I think it's very uh, positive for me. I think it's positive for Pat and everybody that's been involved. I don't think anyone's left the, eh, whatever. So I encourage you all to, to be on the lookout and because I am excited to, to it's Pat said it after it was hard to stop after two chapters. I could go ahead and read it all, but I just wanted to be fresh. It's um, it's been a really good book. I'm excited for the next book. I look forward to all these. I'm glad that Pat got excited enough about this to learn how to read. Um, so that's been positive. Maybe he's listening to the audible show, but I'm excited for, for Pat to, to honestly just finally can get that life skill. You're so funny. Sure. No, but I've loved reading this. I will probably end up reading it um, over the next couple years just to, to stay fresh on things. And, you know, if there's ever a point where we do sit down and, and experience, I can always go back to this and kind of refresh yourself on and it. The, the, the best part about this book is like, you know, we have said before, 
it's not taking sides. It's giving information and opinion and emotion. And that's where the biggest thing for me is you're catching and you feel his raw emotion. You truly feel what he's feeling and what he's saying. And it opens your eyes to we probably had never really had never really seen her. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got anything else on your list? Let me know. I mean, you think I'm, I'm tapped out at this point. I don't list. You wrote everything down. You're the organizer. No, I mean, that, yeah, that, that covers literally what we what we really wanted to talk about. Um, you know, we have we can quickly touch on how cool the week was for football where we saw Texas pull at Texas and not win. Um, were there any other big teams? So Mississippi State came out guns guns blazing last week and, and tore everything up and then decided to stop learning how to score the football and, and yeah. lost this week. You could say week. that uh, the, the wind was taken out of their sails a little pirate. No. Just, just stop. Uh, yeah, the anticlimactic Saturday night Georgia-Auburn where Georgia, going to call you out, had at least 60,000 people. What in the world was that? Oh, it was a packed stadium. It was ridiculous. Typical. typical well, you're, you're in Florida. You guys aren't. Oh, and Central Florida out. Out of the playoff race, decided yeah. to lose to Tulsa. Your boy, my boy, Ryro coming in clutch with the win. He, that was also he's a that was a packed. State. I didn't see it. I didn't watch any of that game. At that point, I was football was no longer on the. It was on the stands. From <laughs> you, uh, you hate love to see it. I don't know. Uh, you, you don't want to see. It, you, see to it. Uh, you see it. You saw yeah. it. Uh, yeah, that was it. starting back. I think whatever conquest Marlins. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, you guys on the Marlins have kind of figured it out and started playing baseball here. Um, and you guys took seventy-two innings to beat the uh, the beat the Reds. It was Trevor Bauer, man. Guys, yeah, he's a beast. And then who you got? You got it tonight. Will the Lakers take a three-zero lead? Or will the- considering half of are in the hospital with injuries, Joe. Considering they've got two big players out, a third that's banged up, I would like show. Well, I mean, even as good as the Heat played this past game, forcing the Lakers to take, you know, a record amount of threes in an NBA Finals game, they couldn't stop him. Like he had, he did literally whatever. So they don't have a big man to stop him if they can't stop him. Then- You're right, because he's leading that team, not LeBron James. Jordan would never, but that's another discussion for another day. Yeah, who's the real Wilt Chamberlain? But he scored 100 points against like a bunch of accountants. Uh, Doesn't matter. But- the uh, I think the only other thing I don't know is hockey still on. Are they still doing that hockey? Lightning won the the cup th- or did it in five games. Are you kidding me? You play a whole season and get knocked out on ice in a freaking cup. <laughs> Leave that pause in there. If only we could uh, show everyone the face that you just made. Um, yeah. What? what? Lord Stanley's Cup, one of the best trophies. Lord. All right, Stanley, the diabetic guy from. The- I loved Stanley's character. Want a trophy? <laughs> Lord Stanley. Whatever. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us, though. Um, appreciate you joining us, and we will have more updates about the book club for next week and see how things go in terms of sports and see what happens with the Patriots. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting game and, and seeing how that goes and what the NFL decides into the Titans and the lack of protocol or the protocol. So, and we will see you guys very soon. See ya.